This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. place to be nation it is time to finally wrap up the Raimi trilogy of the original spider-man movie franchise greg teeter along with chico alexander yes for, for this latest edition of into the spidey movie verse well chico as we're recording this we didn't plan on recording this today but we figured well yeah we might as well get this out of the way. But you know what? You know what? It works out just fine because we're recording this on a Friday. Friday is usually when we record It Was a Thing on TV. But our cohort, Mike Klaus, had some real-life issues to deal with. and not, No, that's a, wrong, that's a bad way to put it. He had visitors that he loves to entertain, and we love him for it. So yes. he's off doing his thing, but he will be back, and we will have... Or it was a thing recording later this weekend. But for now, we decide let's get Spider-Man 3 out of the way and have Marijuana. something in the can. So here we go. Well, Chica, we know Spider-Man 2 was a big hit, as we said in the last Spider-Man episode. 2 was uh, the chef's. As is the case with many movie trilogies, the second one is always the best. Yes, I would go as far as to say... It is, as I said, maybe one of the best comic book movie sequels. You could probably put it in with The Dark Knight and Captain America the Winter Soldier, which I think is the only sequel from the MCU that comes close to maybe topping Spider-Man 2. Unless you want to count Infinity War or Endgame. Uh, I'm going by straight, pure up second movie. Okay, gotcha, gotcha then. Pure up second movie. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. So, how did we arrive at this point, aside from, duh? Well, at the end of Spider-Man 2, here is where we are. Harry Osborn now knows that Peter Parker and Spider-Man are one and the same. And so does a subway car full of passengers. Yes. And Mary Jane Watson, and she actually loves him more for it. So much so, she dumped her fiancé at the altar. A freaking astronaut! An American hero for this loser in a spider suit! Well, he doesn't know that, and his dad certainly doesn't know that. By the way, did we mention the astronaut's dad is 3J? Because that's important. That's important. Confused? You won't be after this week's episode of Soap. Huh, can't beat a bit of Rod Roddy. Returning from the previous films, you have, of course, Tobey Maguire as the web slinger, Kirsten Dunst as his new girlfriend, of course, James Franco as Harry Osborne, Peter's best frenemy? Yeah, let's go with And by the way, did we mention that Harry also found uh, his dad's secret stash? 
from not, when he was flying about as the Green Goblin. Not that secret stash. No, no, no. Talk about your accidental humor. The Green Goblin. <laughs> no, I'm talking about pumpkin bombs and a jetpack or something. Yeah. No, but then you have Thomas Hayden Church, who plays Flint Marco, a.k.a. Sandman. Wait a minute. Hold up, Chico. Did you say Thomas Hayden Church? I said this... Thomas Hayden Church. Hey, Chico, did you know that Thomas Hayden Church played LOL on the show Wings? And did you know how much I love Wings? Oh, you love Wings. Yeah. You know what my favorite episode of Wings is? It was a blimp. I'm sorry, it was a blimp. Yeah, let's just play that scene right here. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm just upset. What am I going to tell LOL? Tell me what, Joe. Lowell, no, no, no! Oh, I'm so sorry. You're sorry. You're sorry. Well, it's understandable that that you're attached to your blimp, but but I know that deep down you realize it's it's just an inanimate object, and you and that... killed my baby. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I didn't mean to. I was flying it, and I... What? It was Roy's fault! He crushed it behind the door when he opened it. What? Well, I wouldn't have been behind the door if someone had kept his hands off it like someone else asked him to. How did Thomas Hayden Church not get an Emmy for that? Hollywood politics. What do you want, huh? All right. Oh, so- playing Gwen Stacy. Oh, playing Gwen Stacy. Speaking speaking of uh, of famous people and their offsprings, Gwen Stacy, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, you would know, of course, from the Jurassic World movies, and uh, being Ron Howard's kid. And she directed an episode of The Mandalorian. Oh yes, she did. We love the best. We love we love The Mandalorian. We love The Mandalorian. Not as much as I love Wings, but I love The Mandalorian. Yeah, not as much as he loves wings, though. He and he freaking loves wings. And uh, then you have Eddie Brock, a uh, rival photographer, played by Topher Grace, and James Cromwell. Who who does James Cromwell play? Captain Stacy. Oh, he, he would be Captain Stacy. He would be played by uh, Dennis Leary in another movie. But that's for the next one. That's in the next episode. That's in the next one. And, of course, you have 3J, played by the yellow (laughs) M&M. Well, he is. Anyway, so now that you're caught up, let's watch the opening credits and pretty much rehash what happened during the first two movies. No, literally, that's what they do in the opening credits. They show clips from the first two movies. Interspersed with, of course, a spider web and, for some reason... A sticky black substance. What? This is important. This is very important. So now that Spider-Man has come a long way, and now we're we're quoting from being bit by a genetically altered Spider-Man. Oh, and he's telling these kids, "Hey, this video is gonna loop in a couple minutes," and the kids are like, "Oh, no, that's all right." We get newspaper headlines talking about how great Spider-Man is. Of course, none of them is the Daily Bugle. They're all the good ones, you know. Well, USA Today and 
Well, well let's, one of them. One of them's a good one. One of, one them's, of them's a good one. The other two are not good papers. Well, the other two are the Daily News and the New York Post. So that that tells you you can guess which one's the good one. Okay. Obviously, USA Today. That's the joke. Yeah, and so, not everybody likes him. No, we see Peter at his class getting he's lessons. Doing from really, he's doing really well in his class. Oh yeah. He's back with Dr. Connors in his class. Oh, look, here's this new classmate of his, Gwen Stacy. She looks different than she did in Jurassic World, just saying. Well, it's because of the blonde hair. Yeah. By the way, fun fact, Bryce Dallas Howard, natural redhead, playing a blonde, and Kirsten Dunst, a natural blonde, plays a redhead. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Kirsten Dunst, Peter's looking at a ring, and, oh, by the way, Mary Jane, she's come a long way as well. She's an established Broadway actress now. Yep, and Peter Parker never misses a show, even when she, he sits next to uh, what looks to be a tag team of some sort. And we see Kirsten Dunst... Performing in a long, flowy dress. A nice little number. She's actually a very good singer. Yes. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this show. Oh, yeah. Kirsten Dunst yeah. is a very good singer. Yes. I would not be surprised if she shows up on The Masked Singer one of these days. Oh, that would be great. And the off chance Kirsten Dunst is listening, just a thought. Yeah. I would like to see Dr. Ken be completely perplexed. Okay, but meanwhile... Who's at the play also looking from oh, the balcony? Harry. Oh, it's Harry. He's with his glasses. He's being all evil and he's looking at Peter like. I remember when Harry Osborne wasn't evil. Now he's like, oh, God, you make me sick, Peter Parker. You son of a bitch, Peter Parker. Uh, oh, I'm going to kill you so bad it's not even going to be funny. Okay, and now we're outside of the movie theater and Peter wants to talk to Harry. And he's like, oh. Why don't you tell it to my dad, you dad killer? He's like, but Harry, I'm your friend. I cared about your dad. And he doesn't care. He's going to go back to the secret stash, isn't he? And Pete's going to go backstage, get his own secret stash. Am I right? (laughs) And this is Mary Jane's Broadway debut. So she needs a lot of reassurance. She doesn't need reassurance. She is amazing. Kristen Dunst, by her very nature, quite amazing. Uh, but meanwhile, we're at the lair of the Green Goblin. And Harry, oh, he's getting the injection. Harry's trying, Harry's trying to uh, recreate his father's work, it looks like. James Franco clearly had a big workout routine from this movie. There's Pete and Mary Jane doing what they do best. Lying on a web together. They're looking at the stars and everything. They talk about oh we love each other so much. They're gonna they're gonna do it on a web, man. They're gonna do it on a web. Meanwhile, oh something came down from the sky. Oh no. Oh no. Whatever it is, it's oozing. It's oozing. It's black. It's oozing. It's black, and it looks like it's heading toward Peter. Yeah, it's gonna latch onto his motorcycle. Because, of course, it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, hey, here's Thomas Hayden Church. 
by the way, Flint Marco, an escaped convict. And one of the themes of this movie is, this is what Flint Marco likes to say to people. I'm not a bad guy. I've just had a lot of bad luck. Yeah, they do try to establish it in the first scene that he's not in this, he's not really a bad guy per se because he wants to help out his sick daughter, his wife and his sick daughter. Oh, by the way, do we mention that his wife doesn't really like him that much? Well, yeah, cuz he's an escaped convict and a murderer. Wait. A murderer? Oh my god. He swears he had a good reason for what he was doing, but he also has a daughter that he loves and cares for very much. Oh no, his daughter gave him the locket. And he promises that he'll make her healthy again, whatever it takes. So he gets out of the apartment as the cops are looking for him. But meanwhile, Peter goes to Aunt May's new apartment. And he's like... I'm going to ask Mary Jane to marry me. Congratulations. You're a kid. And Aunt May's telling the story about how her and Uncle Ben got engaged. Oh, my God. It would have been close to the 50th anniversary if he hadn't died. Oh, yeah. Pay attention. This is relevant. So Aunt May gives Peter the engagement ring that Uncle Ben gave her. So he's not going to get the uh, layaway ring then. Oh, hold up. Peter's driving his motorcycle. Uh, Look really closely. You can see where he had the sticker from the second movie. Oh, yeah, it's still there. The residue is still there. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you know who else is still there? Harry Osborn. Oh, no. Fighting all over on his glider. You know, dressed not like a goblin. You know what? For the longest time, I had no idea what he was dressed like. No, I, I don't like, know what Harry was dressed like either. He wasn't supposed to be the green goblin. He was just... I don't get this. Well, this Somebody is one of many things we're not going to get in this movie. Somebody please explain this to me. He is under the influence of performance-enhancing gas. Yes. And he's under the influence that he thinks that Peter killed his dad. No. Actually, Harry, uh, your dad killed himself. Accidentally. Yeah. I don't think he's buying it. No. So this leads to an aerial air fight where Pete almost... Nope. Yeah, he loses the ring. That was the ring Aunt May gave him. He was going to propose with that ring. Now he's angry, or yeah, think, annoyed, or maybe yeah. both. It's yeah. both. Yeah. He just wants his ring! And now Harry wants Peter. So you see where things are getting kind of hairy. Oh, I I, I just... <laughs> kind of hairy? <laughs> oh, hold up. Peter just used his webs yep. to make Harry trip over. And after he got clouded with his own pumpkin bomb, what a... What up? That's just sad. And he hits his head, Harry, on the dumpster. Yeah, that's gonna pretty much knock a few brain cells loose. No, seriously, he develops a bit of amnesia. He might have CTE, for all we know. And Peter's giving Harry CPR. Like, what are you doing, Peter? 
This is not going to help. It's a combination of being a good person and overthinking the situation. Yeah, he clearly has a concussion, Pete. So now they're at the hospital. Okay, but meanwhile, here's Captain Stacy at the police office as he's handed Went Marco's profile. And the detective tells Captain Stacy that Flint Marco is the guy that was tied to Ben Parker's homicide. He killed him. What? Not not the guy. Not that guy from the first movie. No. Turns out, Flint Marco killed that guy. Oh, son of a bitch! And Marco is Uncle Ben's true killer. But meantime, speaking of Marco, he just like Turbo Teen before him, wandered into a particle accelerator. How did he wander into a particle accelerator? Hey, if you're an escaped convict, you see a fence, you climb it. They're like, surely nothing wrong is going to happen. Yeah, for all they know, it's just a bunch of sand. Yeah, they don't have security cameras monitoring this. No. Jeez. So, what does a particle accelerator do? It accelerates particles. Namely, Flint's. It basically fuses him to all the sand, and all of a sudden, he is now... Sandy. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. I think Anakin had the right idea, Chico. Uh, not yeah. liking sand. And the cops are like, huh? Where, where's Flint Marco, huh? It's just a bunch of sand. Meanwhile, at the hospital, Peter's all solemn. And then the doctor says, oh, well, Harry's going to be okay. But he has some memory impairment, particularly in his short-term memory. He can't remember the accident or anything that happened to him recently. Is it permanent? Yeah, yeah. we don't know. But he is awake, so... Yay? Hey, buddy. I hit my head. Oh, the doctor said I was an accident in a hit and run. Yeah, Um. you hit. I was running. (laughs) But don't don't tell him that. He doesn't know. Don't tell him he doesn't know. And he's like, my father died, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. This is... Hey, but look, it's Mary Jane. She oh. makes everything better. Kristen Dunst makes everything better. Yeah, I said what I said, and I done said it with my whole chest. And so Mary Jane's Peter, is, is Harry going to be all right? He's like, oh, yeah, he's probably going to be fine. Yeah, he's fine. He doesn't want to kill me anymore. That's fine. Hey, he looks good. He looks good. Looks good. Looks really good. Looks good. Good. Looks good. Oh, it looks 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 good. Meanwhile, the sand. Oh. Uh, is it me or is Flint Marco reforming himself? Oh, he is. He's become a sand person. And then, I gotta admit, the CGI here is pretty awesome on this. Yeah, it is. It's that whole Sony computer early 2010s particle rendering. They just got Blu-ray onto the market. They're showing off how great their stuff looks in HD. So, like, for all we know, this was shot digitally. Like the uh, first of the Star Wars prequels. Or was it the third? 
that's, a, that's the, another that's another the, story for another podcast. All the prequels were stopped digitally, so there you go. Oh, uh, but Flint tries to grab the locket, and oh no, oh no, he can't grab it. He's about to have his heart broken. He can't grab it because he's made of sand now. Oh, yeah, sand and tears. But hey, okay, he grabbed it now. He grabbed it. Much like Patrick Swayze and Ghost, he was able to concentrate himself and, well, solidify. Now he just needs to remember what he looked like. And also relearn how to walk. Because remember, he's all sand now. He's a sand man. He's a sand man. Okay, so Peter has Okay, his... so Peter has the ri- so he so Peter has the ring. That's so, good. So he did get the ring back in the fight with Harry. Good. So now Mary Jane's at the apartment. Oh, she's reading a review of her. Oh comments. no. You don't read the comments, Mary Jane. No. And Peter's like, you know what? Who cares? You were great. That's just some critic. He's paid to hate people. He's paid to hate people. Why would you care about that, Mary Jane? Go figure, uh, huh? Yeah. Oh, time to save the world. Oh, but meanwhile, look what, what's in the apartment now. It's that uh, black sticky stuff. It's that sticky black stuff. Oh, by dude. the way, fun fact: the first scene with the Sandman took six months. Six months to do that. Six months to do that. Oh my god! So we have a crane problem here. We do have a crane problem, and I swear to God, I had a bit about the crane scene. Oh, meanwhile, there's a modeling shoot, and look who's there. It's Gwen Stacy. Oh, yeah. And the British guy from Crossing Jordan. Oh, yeah. Oh, Steve Valentine. Cr- By the way, Steve Valentine, also an accomplished magician. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And Bryce Dallas Howard did all of her stunts in this scene. Yes, while pregnant. Now, she didn't know she was pregnant at the time. That is impressive. I got that is it. amazing. Okay, now Captain Stacy's at the scene. It's like kill the power. My daughter's up there. Oh, now the crane's coming back. Uh oh. Oh no. Gwen's in the way of that, and she's falling. Oh no, she's they're gonna like... they're gonna reenact that scene from Earthquake. No. Yeah, oh, me... you know you know exactly what you're. Oh, and look, it's a photographer. And it's not Peter. What? It's a photographer and it's not Peter. It's some guy with some badly dyed hair. Yep. Really good shot. Really bad hair job. Oh. So the guy tells to Captain Stacy's name, it's Brock, sir. Edward Brock Jr. And I work at the Daily Bugle. And I'm... Oh, he's dating her. Oh, this is... Well, that's good to know. This... What a coincidence. Like... He sees, like, his his girlfriend hanging on a ledge. And just by a coincidence, <laughs> Dad is also there. Yeah, they never expound on that after this movie, by the way. No. Okay, here comes Spider-Man. Time to do what a spider can. Is the crane. The crane, boss. The crane. And Spider-Man, he saves Gwen. Yay! Yay! Up oh, and Eddie wants a picture with Spidey and Gwen. He says, "From now on, I'm gonna be taking all the shots for you at the bugle." And Peter's like, "What? You <laughs> got a guy, Ooh, Parker? Hey, guy's kind of an amateur. I'm a pro. 
You know, this stuff makes you look a little bloated, a little chunky. Okay, I'm not gonna punch you. So he just leaves the scene. Gwen's like, Ooh! probably wondering what, probably wondering what the up. Oh, speaking of which, let's go to the Daily Bugle, where I'm pretty sure Pete is about to uh, have it out with Three J or something. Yeah. Oh, Hoffman's got some plus ideas for marketing slogans. And by the way, Doc Ock apparently still at large. And there's our good friend Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Pressure like season three coming May twenty sixth. That is next Wednesday, people. Or this week, whenever or this, this comes or, out. It's May 26th. Yeah. Mark your calendars accordingly. And we may or may not do a live show about that. Because it's a Wednesday night, and I, yeah. Anyway. It's a school night, Greg. Anyway, <laughs> here's a scene you'll never see. J. Jonah Jameson taking medication. Every available antacid is on his desk. Betty Brandt, that's what her name is. Thank you, Brandt. Yeah, Betty Brandt, of course. Betty Brandt, played, of course, by Rita Repulsa. By the way, we'll see this character again in the Homecoming trilogy, but that's much further down the road. Uh, meanwhile, here's Eddie. He's sweet-talking Betty. Oh. Hey, let's, that's a little something called nice and easy. Nice and easy. That explains the bad die job. And Eddie Brock shows him the crane accident, and Peter Parker, I think, is about to also show him the crane accident. And Brock's like, oh, I didn't see you there. Why weren't you there? We'll use yours. We'll pay you 50 bucks. 50 bucks? He's going to pay Eddie 50 bucks? Man, that was a lot of money in 2007. That was pro- I don't know. That probably wasn't enough to buy you an iPod Nano or whatever. Oh, sure you could buy an iPod Nano, just not a good one. Johnson quit. You fired him. So apparently, uh, well, then, hey, there's room for both of you at the Bugle, right? It's like, you want a staff job? You want, anybody care about what I want? I do. Shut up. Get out. I want the All public the to see Spider-Man for the two-bit girl he really is. He's a fake. He's full of stick'em. Catch him in the act. Spider-Man was hand in a cookie jar. Whoever brings me that photo gets a job. What are you waiting for, Chinese New Year? I'm on it, boss. All right, so yeah, they're in competition with each other. Oh, but here's the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Peter's walking through Times Square, and he sees on the crawl, Spider-Man to receive the key of the city, saves daughter the police captain. And who looks at it with him but... Father! You know, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. This has got to be, in my opinion, the best Stan Lee cameo of any of the Marvel cameos he did. Yes. Because this is him yes, is. just just giving he, the... He is, he is waxing poetic about his own creation. I listened to that scene again, and I'm thinking, finally, someone gets it. And now Harry's back home at Yay. his father's house. And look, Peter got Harry a present. It's, a, it's, it's his old ball. It's old basketball. That's that's nice. Yeah. We were pretty good. No, we were terrible, and we tried that for the varsity team. The cheerleaders. He doesn't know if he has any girlfriends. Last time I checked, that was a no. I don't get it. Harry's he also yeah. has no handles. He has no handles. You know, of course you don't have a girlfriend. You have no handles. Oh, but hold up. Oh, boy. You may want to get him out of that room. Before it brings up some really bad memories. Just saying. 
well, and also there's that giant painting of his dad, of Harry's dad. Oh, yeah. That's some painting of Willem Dafoe, to be honest. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. hold up. Hold up. He just he... did a thing with a basketball and a priceless vase. He's like, wow, did you see that? He's like, wow, I had all these click refrogs. I don't know how. Of course you do. Oh, but meanwhile, Mary Jane goes back to the theater where her play is. And, oh, no. What's going on? What's going on? Why? Who is this person? She's getting but fired she from was, the role. But, but, but she was good. All over one lousy review. Really? And then she goes into outside. And then she comes outside and expects a, and sees this applause. She thinks it's for her. It's not for her. No, it's for Spider Man. Who, by the way, is about to get the key to the city. But here's Peter. Next day, looking at everything, like wow, there's got there's a marching band. I love marching bands. Meanwhile, Eddie's taking Gwen's picture. What about that amazing, amazing night that we had? Wink, wink. Oh, God. Don't make me sick. Uh, Peter's taking some shots of Mary Jane, and Mary Jane's like, eh. Come on, Mary Jane. Don't be like that. People love you. Oh, no. Here's Flint. Uh, he's still learning how to walk, by the way. He's like, I'm learning how to walk. Ugh. I don't know why I sounded like Xavier Renegade Angel all of a sudden. I don't know either. But the police are after him now. And the police are after him. And police are still after him. Where'd he go? Nobody knows. All I see is a bunch of sand. Oh, that's not good. No, that's not good at all. Well, Marco may not have learned how to walk. But he knows how to do whatever that is. He's a big sand monster. He's blowing sand all over the place. And now Gwen's on the stage. Talking about, I, I'm here today because I fell 62 stories. And someone caught me. Someone who never asked for anything in return. Someone who doesn't even want us to know who he is. Oh, but hold on a second. While Mary Jane's listening to Gwen. Oh, here's Harry. I was like, where's Pete? Taking somebody's picture. And Harry's like, oh, I never felt better. See, a bump on the head. He's like, oh, I'm feeling so super. He's like, hey, Pete said you were in a play. Yeah, you came. You sent flowers. I did? I'll come again tonight. And she's like, no, I was let go because I wasn't very good. And then Harry's like, oh, this is embarrassing. If I once wrote you a play in high school. And she's like, you wrote me a play? Oh, Harry, that's so sweet. Oh, wait a minute. Here's Spider-Man looking down without his mask. Again, uh -oh. he's admiring that they love him. But, geez, Peter, it's a good thing that this is still 2007. And nobody has put an iPhone or a camera yet to notice that you're not wearing your mask. Oh, here's Spider-Man. Waving, whooping the crowd, giving high fives, doing tricks. Oh, look at these kids. They're all dressed as Spider-Man. Oh, no. He's upside down in the same manner where he kissed MJ in the rain. And they're all asking, oh, kiss him, kiss Gwen. Him. Kiss, kiss him, Gwen. Him. 
kiss him. And he's like, oh, Spider-Man's, oh, they'll love him. And this one kid's like, no, Spider-Man, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this is bad. And Mary Jane sees it. (laughs) Harry's like, oh, I hope Pete's getting a shot of this. Oh, no, Harry. Oh, but hold up. Here comes. What? Here comes the Sandman. He's blowing sand all over the place. And he robs an armored truck. Yeah, he takes the money from the armored truck. And here's Spider-Man. Jigs up, pal. He doesn't want to hurt him. He doesn't. He just wants the money. So he's going to steal it from a truck. But there's one thing that Marco finally figures out. And that's how to shapeshift. Yeah, he makes his arm like a hammer. And because Sands does that, it gets everywhere. Gets everywhere in Peter's suit. He's pouring the sand out of his boot. Okay, now Peter's about to propose to MJ. Oh, no. MJ sees that the kiss with Gwen is in the Daily Bugle. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, but here we go. Here's our third and final Bruce Campbell cameo. Playing the maitre d' in this movie. So Bruce Campbell... He wants Bruce Campbell to give him the ring? So Peter gives Bruce Campbell the ring he wants to give MJ. He asks, oh, so you want to pop the question Pop the question. He wants to do something very special. And so Bruce Campbell's like, oh, I am French. So so Peter's like, has a plan. When I give you the signal... You bring champagne with the ring. Oh, in the bottom of her glass. Yeah, that's a classic trick. I mean, come on. Here's MJ. Looking, smoking, yeah. as usual. And, like, oh, God. Oh, Peter's like, I'm just a nerdy kid from Queens, Mary Jane. Which is I just, this? you know, th- just the best. But then what happens? Oh, here's Gwen. You know, it's, God. And, and not only that... Bruce Campbell sees what he thinks is the signal. Then he's like, no, it's not the signal. But it just so happens, yeah, her parents are here. That's what it is. Gwen's parents are here. Yeah. And Gwen says to MJ, oh, Peter talks about you all the time. It's so nice to meet you. And Peter's like, oh, Gwen's a partner in Dr. Connor's lab class. So they're lab partners. That's what it is. And she's like, Pete. Do you have a picture of my kiss with Spider-Man? And can you bring it to class? It would really be great for my portfolio. Yeah. Because she likes to model or something. But remember, MJ knows that Peter is Spider-Man. And uh-huh. she knows that he kissed Gwen. Oh, no. Oh, nope. hold on. Now? Peter's now. waving goodbye to no. Gwen. No? No. Okay. And then, then Bruce Campbell's like, oh, yeah, that's, oh, no, no, that's not the signal. And Mary Jane's like, she's your lap partner. She thinks you're a genius. She has your fingernails all over you. And she gave Spider-Man the key to the city. So she wants to know who was kissing her. Was it Spider-Man or Peter? And Peter's just trying to explain, look, she's just my classmate. Look, there's nothing between us. And Mary Jane's like, Oh, yeah, BS. Oh, no. Oh, no! And there's the ring. Time to fish out the ring, and, uh, yeah. Peter's trying to call MJ on the phone. MJ's like, Again? Again with calling him on the phone. 
Yeah, like on the payphone, no less. It's still 2007, Pete. You don't have a BlackBerry yet at this time. Okay, so now Captain Stacy calls Peter and is like, Peter, do you remember this guy, Dennis Carradine, that we thought killed your Uncle Ben? Guess what? We were wrong. What do you mean we were wrong? And May's like, what? Turns out that he was an accomplice and the actual killer is still at large. And Peter's like, what? This is the man who killed your husband. Blunt Marco. Turns out, Dennis Carradine, he was just a patsy. And so, Peter flashes back to the scene where Ben gets shot. And there's... There there's, he is. There's Flint. Uncle Ben's pleading to and, Flint. And he's pleading with him. He's pleading with him. Yeah, you don't want to do this. And then, here's the guy from the first movie, like, Go! Oh, no. Flint has the gun. And, oh. Oh, no. Oh. He's like, oh. Flint's like, oh, I better run. And Aunt May is just broken up about this. Like, absolutely broken up about this. And Peter's like, no. Captain Stacy, you're not doing your job. I watched my uncle die. And you got the wrong man. Because remember in the first movie, Peter scared the guy he thought was the killer of Uncle Ben, to his death. So now it's like, he killed the wrong man. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, you should have told us this? You knew for two years that he wasn't the guy, and you never bothered to tell me that the guy who killed my uncle is still out there. Oh, yeah. He's still out there, and that night, MJ is at Peter's door. So Mary Jane says, don't do something stupid like you're that other guy who you thought killed your uncle. He's like, well, he had a gun on me, and he fell, so whatever. And it looks like there's a police call. I guess it's time for him to go to work, but, um, you know, I probably would have just given her the ring here. But now Peter's going to bed in his suit, like, oh, yeah. Why is he going to bed in his suit? I don't know. Maybe it's a dream. Oh, wait, it's not a dream. But we do see something that has never been seen before. The world through the eyes of a symbiote. symbiote. And it's a very ugly-looking symbiote, too. Yeah, it's a very ugly-looking symbiote. It climbs onto the suit. And now, oh my god, now Peter's suit has now become black. Oh gosh. And now Peter's on a building. Now it's black. As like, in, really black. Like, what is this? I don't know what it is, but it's made him stronger. Yes. And faster. And Peter's liking this. So Peter takes this material to Dr. Connors. And Dr. Connors is like, wow. He's never seen anything like this. So he wants to run some tests. And they trap it in a glass sort of glass looking thing. Now, Dr. Connors says to Peter, don't let any of that get on you. Because it has the characteristics of a symbiote which needs to bond to a host to survive. And sometimes these things in nature, when they bind, they They can can be hard to unbind. How does Dr. Connors know so much about symbiotes? Did he read it in a book or something? I mean, look at him. He's a professor. He should know his stuff. Meanwhile, Marco's been discovered again. So do I take the red one or do I? Take the black one. Uh, I'll just take the black one. 
Let's take the black one. So he takes the black one, and there's a moving trail of sand. Oh, and Eddie Brock's on the scene. Oh, here's Eddie. And He's like, oh, buddy, Eddie's- I love the new outfit. This is exactly what I need to scoop Parker. Ah, oh, give me some of that action. And he flips his camera go. and breaks it. Oh, and he's got a digital camera. He always keeps a backup. Because this is 2007, and digital cameras are a thing now. Okay, so Flint's in this abandoned subway tunnel. And, and there's... It's, it's the... It, oh, God. Is this the tunnel where Spider-Man meets, quote-unquote, the killer? Possibly. And Flint's like, what do you want from me? And Spider-Man's like, hey, remember Ben Parker, that old guy you shot in cold blood? What does it matter to you? Everything. So they're fighting and stuff on the subway. Oh, I guess it's not abandoned because the subway train just went by. Yeah, it's sort of half a Flint Marco's face, am I right? So Spider-Man's like, ah, I know what will kill Sandman. Water! Uh, It won't kill him. But it'll, well, make him really, really hard or turn him into mud or something. So Peter thinks, oh, yeah, I've killed the salmon. I've killed my uncle's killer. And now I'm going to flick my hair really down to express how emo I am now. Well, remember, part of the symbiote is that it sort of gives him whatever sort of emotion it was making him feel makes him feel a lot more of it. Hey, look, it's Mr. Ditkovich. And he still wants his rent. I'm shocked. And there's Mr. Ditkovich's daughter. Ursula? Yeah. He's a good boy. He must be in some kind of trouble. Uh, you could say that. Well, he's not in some sort of trouble, but I wouldn't wish that haircut on my worst enemy. And he's got his suit underneath. That explains why he's acting, because he still has the suit on, and while he's wearing the suit, he sort of takes the suit's Effects? Yes, sort of. So now Peter goes to Aunt May saying, Oh, the guy who killed Uncle Ben was killed last night. Aunt May's like, What happened? Oh, Spider Man killed him. Aunt May's like, What? Spider Man? I don't understand. He doesn't kill people. He's a nice guy. What happened? And Peter tries to explain, Uh, I uh, don't know. She's like, I thought you'd be happy. And she's like, I don't think it's us for us to save a person should live or die. And it's like, Uncle Ben meant everything to us, but he wouldn't want us living one second with revenge in our hearts. So, oh, hey, back to- Mary Jane got a job as a waitress slash singer. That's far- so beneath her, though. I know. But, hey, girls gotta eat. And, and- Mary Jane's well- considering calling Peter. And she's and- like, no. I'm going to call, call Harry. Oh, look, Harry's painting a vase and some fruit. Well, he's got to do something to keep his mind off of killing Peter now, does it? But then again, he doesn't know that because he has partial amnesia. Oh, hi. Hey, Mr. Jinkovich. He's really sorry for what happened earlier. He shouldn't have yelled about the door. But he's like, eh, you can buy me pizza any time. You're a good woman. I am a good, I am ma- good man. Hey, here's Mary Jane at Harry's house. And they're, like, cooking. What are they cooking? I don't know. But whatever it is, he's got the music playing. They're just dancing. There's a lot of dancing in this movie, as we'll see later on. There, oh, oh, God. I, I wouldn't call that dancing. 
they're making a, it looks like an omelet, but if he really wanted to make an omelet, he could have used chopsticks. And now Harry's showing Mary Jane the play he wrote for her. Oh my and, god. And Mary Jane notices, hey, wait a minute. Look at your head. That looks painful. Oh no. Oh no. That also <laughs> looks painful. Oh, they now they've kissed. They are kissing now, and it is very painful. And Harry is like, I didn't mean to do that. I totally did not mean to do that. Why, oh, why did I do that? So. And now Harry's just like, so <laughs> drunk. He's like, I'm just going to be a drunk now. Mm, yeah. Oh, no, it triggered oh, no. him. And it just so happens he's in the parlor. And what does he see? The picture of his father. And that's what. Norman's voice is playing in his head. Now he's gone to the mirror, and if you remember, in the mirror, it's, well, everything. Yeah, the flashbacks from the first two movies. Oh, now he remembers, oh, I hit my head on the dumpster. I hit my head on the dumpster. And he finds like, oh yeah, my father died, right? Yeah. Peter killed me. Oh, and here's Norman. He's like, remember me? Yes, I remember. I, he's like, I was right about Mary Jane and about Peter and about everything, Harry. Now you know what you have to do. You have to make him suffer, and then we attack his heart first. Oh, no. He's going to go and kiss Mary Jane some more. But first, he's going to throttle the hell out of her. Oh, no. Oh, so says, if you want Peter to live, you have to do something for me. I'd say something else, but given current events, I won't say anything. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Tinkovich's daughter tries to break Peter's door open. Yeah, you know, you could just, uh... Oh, th there's a phone call for me. Anyway. It's Mary Jane. I should probably take that. And he's not, notice, he's not wearing the suit. No, he's so, not. So, uh, he's not under the suit's effects. And it just so happens that Mary, this is a bad phone call, what we're seeing here. Mary Jane is about to drop the bombshell on Peter. So he's at the park. And there's Mary Jane looking lovely, as always. He's giving, and, about to give her flowers. He's like, oh, no, there's something I have to tell you, Pete. I met somebody else. I don't want to watch this anymore. He's like, I'm lonely. You're not here for me. Oh, he's like, oh, he's no. like oh, I God. got the ring. You know what this is? This, this is, is Aunt May's ring. Oh, now he, she's left Peter. And now here he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you, you mother effer. Oh, and here's Harry. With Peter in the coffee shop. Because Harry's pretending, oh, I still got amnesia. I still got amnesia, man. Harry, I was going to propose to her. Well, guess what, Peter? She's now a sigan waitress. And he was like, what are you talking about? Well, she was fired from the show, Peter. She never told you. He was like, she was fired? So she told you, and she didn't tell me. Well, that's why I asked you here, Pete. Because I'm the other guy. Yeah, I'm your ex now, Peter. Oh, that's just horrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. Look, I'm sorry, dude, but we just hit it off. Oh, by the way, this pie is delicious. How's the pie? So good. 
Oh my god, he says, Oh, so. you are such a man. Yeah, again, I'd like to comment about current events, but I'm not. And then all of a sudden he disappears. What the what? So Peter's all alone in the apartment now. Like, oh, that son of a Harry. He got my girl. And he's like, you know what? I'm now going to wear this suit. Uh-oh. He's going to wear the suit, and you know what that means. Oh, no, he goes to the house. Harry's in, and Harry's like, oh, would you like a drink? Oh, no, I'm sorry. What was I thinking? Oh, that'd be bad. Mr. Key of the City, huh? Uh, Peter, she knows me very well. Oh, that day. Oh, my God, he's being such a jerk. He's being so swami. And now Peter's just going to beat the absolute crap out of Harry. Remember, he's wearing the suit. Oh, wait, he's got the dagger. And he's not the only one wearing a suit, apparently. So Peter and Harry, wearing suits, fighting. And now it it just turns into a beat-down, drag-out, madman versus madman sort of thing. Now, this is where the movie takes a hard left turn to do. What in God's name are we watching here? Yeah. Oh, hold up. The glider has just smashed into Harry and has and, knocked and him. knocked all the pumpkin bombs loose. Oh, you're going to kill me now like you killed my dad. I'm done the... trying to convince you. He you says... were an embarrassment to him. Well, he's not wrong. True. Like a little goblin, Junior, gonna cry, cry for me, Junior. This is where all the great Bully Maguire memes have come from. Oh, yeah, and take this with you, you jerk. But no, Peter uses his web to flex it back. Oh shoot! Boom! One dead goblin. Yeah. And now another dead goblin. Now Peter's just walking around, and all the ladies are looking at him like, ooh. And you know what else he's looking at? All the Daily Bugle photos depicting him as a thief. And now they're like, oh my god. Spider-Man, how could he? Oh, Photo guess by he took Eddie the... Brock. Oh, yeah. And now Peter's like, I'm gonna put some dirt in that Eddie Brock. But hey, Eddie, Eddie Brock's Eddie... got a job, so. Oh, yeah. Good he's for like, him? He's good for him, I guess. He's so proud. He's hanging the newspaper of his cover onto the wall of the Daily Bugle. And there's Peter in the reflection. And then Peter just goes to the Bugle, tells Eddie Brock off. Tells him that he's trash. You want forgiveness? Get religion. By the way, I know this is a fake. He has fake photos. It's a fake. He's a phony. He's a phony. You're a phony. Hey, this guy's a great big phony! A phony! A big fat phony! Yeah, Peter gives the photos to Robbie Robertson, who, by the way, we haven't talked about him enough, but played by in the Spider-Man Raimi trilogy by the late, great Bill Nunn. Probably one of my favorite characters in throughout the awesome. whole trilogy. Oh, yeah. Bill Nunn Robbie is Robertson's awesome. awesome. Oh, yeah, he is. So, yeah, Robbie and Betty are looking at the pictures like, oh, my God! Eddie Brock, how could he? Look at that. He used bad trick photography. He used trick photography, photo- bad Photoshop. 
Yeah. Empire State Photographic Department confirms it. And J. Jonah's like, oh, get out of my building. He's like, I haven't printed a retraction in 20 years. Mm, So he does. Okay, but now here we go. The greatest part in this movie is coming up right here. Hello. Mr. Parker. Dr. Connors here. Oh, Dr. Connors. How are you? Quite a specimen you left me, Parker. Its chemistry is not unlike the chondritic meteorites of the 70s. Thanks. That's good. You know it, Parker? Parker? Come smell. It amplifies characteristics of its host. Mm. Hey, give me another cookie. Especially aggression. This could be dangerous. Peter, you didn't keep any, did you? You got any with nuts? Um, I have some nuts. I could make some. Go make me some. Peter? No, no, no. Of course not. Shots are so good. I'd love to shoot you sometime. Peter Parker. Peter. Parker! Miss Brent? That's not the position I hired you for. Black suit Spider-Man. Peter, these are incredible. You gotta have these, Jonah. I'll pay you the usual rate. If you want the shots, I'll take the staff job. Double the money. to see folks peter and ursula no not that okay not that but he does get a call from dr connors who's been looking at the symbiote and he's like this is just something hey pete this symbiote this could be dangerous pete you didn't keep any of that symbiote did you he's like oh no 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 meanwhile Peter's talking to Mr. Ditkovich and sorry. He's like, hey, do you have any cookies with some nuts? Go make me some. Of course not. Of course I didn't keep the symbiote. But we know he's lying because, let's be honest, no rational human who isn't under the influence of something walks down the street and struts like that. No. But meanwhile, Betty's so turned on by Peter's photos. He's like, I'd love to shoot you sometime. And Betty's like, oh, Peter. Black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. More pictures. And they're all Peters. 
and they're all real. And he says, if you want the stats, I'll take the stat job for double the money. Oh. And Peter's still on the street. He's just like, yeah. You want some of this, Peter Parker? Ah, yeah. The best part is Peter is sitting in J. Jonah's chair. Wow. J. Jonah like Robin. He has, and, and Betty's in the background like, he is sitting in your chair. And she's like, oh. Oh. That's how, fun fact, that's how she got the press your luck job. Uh, no, that's not true. I don't know where that came from. Oh, here comes the best part. He goes to a clothing store that's having a big clearance sale, buys a fancy suit. Comes out. Swag, baby! And he is just dancing. Get on up. Come Get on. on up. Come on, grab your fucking soul. Everybody, come on. Grab your fucking soul. It's a good thing this isn't a video podcast because we look terrible. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. This scene is awesome. I'm not disagreeing with you. Hey, you can't go wrong with James Brown. No. Get on up. Oh, by the way, did we mention that Flint Marco is still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. And he has the locket of Penny. Still has I'll it. Get that money. Gotta get I'll... that money. Gotta get that money. Gotta get that F money. Except it's not F money. It actually has a purpose. Anyway. Wouldn't and- this movie have been so great if Flint Marker decided, you know what? I'm just done killing Spider-Man. I'm just going to go with the Olive Garden and have some breadsticks. <laughs> and there's Peter Parker. With Gwen. Gwen Stacy. He took your job. He took your girl. He's about to go into the, the place where Mary Jane is working, and he is about to basically rub his life into her face. Yeah, and Eddie Brock's just looking at him, at Peter like, and Gwen, like, oh, he ruined my life. He ruined my life. I don't know what to do with this. And Mary Jane is running off into the back, and running back off into the front. Oh, now she's going to sing. Oh, and look, now Peter's on the piano. Peter's on the piano because, hey, this is for you, baby. Yeah, this is for you. How did Peter learn the piano so fast? I have no idea. What what is going on here? I have no idea what's going on here, but holy crap, he's still wearing the suit, isn't he? He's still wearing the suit. Look at that. Peter just took his suit off and a gust of wind blew into Gwen's hair. Like... Hey, check this out. Now dig on this. Yeah, buddy. See this? I learned how to dance, too. And not that that I was doing in the street. I mean, the real stuff. And Gwen figures it out. Like, oh, this was all to show your ex off. Really? Oh, God, you're a jerk. Now everybody thinks you're a jerk. You look like a real jerk. And Mary Jane's like, what's wrong with you? Can I help you, sir? Is everything okay here, Paul? Yeah. Is everything okay here, Paul? And he's like, take your hands off me. Oh, he's manhandling the bouncer. Oh, oh, no, he accidentally hit Mary Jane. And that's when Peter, all of a sudden, comes to the mother of all epiphanies. Like, man, I gotta get rid of this suit, man. It's making me do things. So now Spider-Man's on top of the church in the black suit, like... Oh, what have I become? And oh, guess who's in the church too? It's Eddie. And Eddie's in church, and he asks God for one thing and one thing only. Help me kill Peter Parker. But like Kurt Cotter says, 
once a symbiote binds to you, it can be hard to, well, unbind. Unless the residence of a church bell sort of loosens the uh, grip of the symbiote. Hey, look! Peter Parker's in a steeple! There's a church bell right there! And he's ripping the symbiote off the suit! He's ripping the suit off! Except it don't want to go. And so it's going to have to find someone else. It found someone else. It found Eddie. And Eddie becomes Venom, who, by the way, is played in another movie by Tom Hardy with another sequel. Yeah. Another movie, another sequel, another podcast. We'll get there. We'll get to that later. So now free from the suit's control, Peter gets a visit from Aunt May, and she asks about Mary Jane. Don't tell her you struck her, man. Don't, don't, don't tell her you struck her. He gives Aunt May the ring back. He's like, I'm not ready. He seems so sure, though. He doesn't know what to do now. But Aunt May says, oh, you're a good person, Peter. You'll find a way to fix this in time. So, Venom meets the Sandman, and he wants a deal. Okay, we see Venom on webs. And Flint thinks, this is Spider-Man. And then he's like, wait a minute, you're not Spider-Man. And Venom's like, I want him dead too, Flint. That's why I've been looking for you. The Spider-Man won't help your poor daughter. So I want to kill Spider-Man. You want to kill Spider-Man. Look, together, he doesn't stand a chance. And so Flint's like, yeah, I'll join you. Whatever you are. So how do we do this? Well, while Peter grouses over Mary Jane, which, let's be honest, it's your own damn fault for doing it in the first place. Oh, no. Mary Jane's getting a taxi. And who's driving? It's Eddie! Oh, no! Uh Uh-oh. Meanwhile, Hal Fishman, legendary newsman, Hal Fishman. He has a breaking story that New York is holding his breath as this hostage crisis is coming to unfold, where a young woman was held hostage in a taxi and suspended 80 stories above the ground. And what appears to be a giant web... And the Sandman stopping the police from trying to do something. And meanwhile, hey, this strange black-suited person, everyone thought this was the black-suited Spider-Man, but it's something different. It's something different. It's something more sinister. So now Peter gets the original suit. I'm sorry I abandoned you, old friend. Oh, look at that. Spider-Man, stop us if you can. Wow, Eddie has remarkable great penmanship. And that raises serious questions about what kind of chance he'd stand against such overwhelming... Well, Harry's just basically... Okay, now what? What do I do now? Now Peter says to Harry, I need your help. I can't take them both. Oh, but now look. He got horribly scarred by the bomb. I don't know. He still looks pretty good for somebody who's horribly scarred. He's like, you don't deserve my help. You don't deserve my help. And then Bernard shows up and says, I've seen things in this house I've never spoken of. And Harry's like, what are you trying to tell me? He says, the night night... your father died, I cleaned his wound. Oh, God. The blade blade that that pierced his body came from his glider. And so so, he now knows the truth about Norman's death. It wasn't Peter's fault. It was his dad's own damn fault. Don't use a glider unless you know how to. And Bernard, he's like, look, 
I loved your dad as I've loved you, Harry. Oh, as your friends love you. Oh, Bernard. What a nice guy Bernard is. Okay, meanwhile, we have Mary Jane in the taxi. Seconds away from falling to her death, I should say. And then here's Spider-Man in front of an American flag. By the way, obvious CGI is obvious, but hey, you're not going to hear me complain. No. Mary Jane explains, look, Peter, they're going to kill us both. Peter's like, I'm going to find a way to get you out of this. And then, Except oh. here comes Venom. Hey, Parker. And now oh, he's got- God. He's, he's, oh. Are those fangs? Those are fangs. He is ugly. Tover My spider sense is tingling, if you know what I'm talking about. Enough about your erections, Eddie! God, Eric Foreman. Jeez. Keep it in your pants, bro. It's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to humiliate you. Like, you humiliated me. Maybe lose my girl. Maybe lose my job. Now, I'm going to kill Mary Jane Watson. How's that sound, Tiger? <laughs> Meanwhile, Mary Jane's all like, oh, I'm the only one who can call him that. Okay. By the way, did we mention that Sandman's still on the loose and Mary Jane is still in horrible danger? Sandman's turned into a big giant monster. Yep. Everyone's running away. He looks like a giant putty. That is true. He does look like a It'll make sense in 10 years. Anyway, Spidey's about to get a fistful of sand when... Oh, this could be a tragic day for the people of New York. It could be the end of Spider-Man. Well, how Miles Morales doesn't exist for like another five years. It's not the end of Spider-Man. Oh, God. This is like Superman dying all over again. Except Superman didn't have a pumpkin bomb knocking half of his face off. They're all like, yay! It burned half of his face! What's going on? It's Goblin Jr. Harry, come to help. I'll take help. Help is good. Hey, look. There's Jay Jonah in a trench coat. He's need... asking, where's Parker? He's like, oh, I need a photographer. And he goes to this little girl's like, hey, you want a job, kid? And she's like, why would I want a job? I'm just a kid. Okay, how much for the camera? And she's like, a hundred bucks. He's like, a hundred bucks. He's like, okay. Here's There's something the about that kid. Oh, yeah. By the way, that kid is Emma Raimi. Oh, so it's Sam Raimi's daughter. Yes. Well, that explains it. Oh, and she stole the film. He what got... the? <laughs> Films oh. extra. Classic New York. Anyway, so Spidey and Goblin rescue Mary Jane. Now it's time to finish the job. Time to take down the Sandman and Venom. He's basically channeling uh, Uncle Ben at this point, saying, you have to take the suit off. You'll gain the powers, but you'll lose yourself. But it makes me so happy. Does it? Oh, no. Venom. Oh. Has just, oh, Harry tried to come in and, oh, I think he's killed Harry. Oh, no. And then, then, then he remembers something. The bells! The bells! The symbiote cannot take metal resonance for some reason. So he traps Eddie with these steel beams making noise like, ah! Ah! And then he finally separates the symbiote from Eddie. But holy cow, that is not happy. But Peter has an ace up his sleeve. A pumpkin bomb. He throws it at the symbiote. At the same time, Eddie goes for the symbiote. 
This will not end well. Why, Eddie, did you decide to go back into the symbiote? You idiot. Okay, so they're both dead now. Meanwhile, we still have one plot to thread to settle, and that's with Flint. Yep, about to say, look, your Uncle Ben, his death, it's a complete accident. Didn't mean to happen. My daughter was dying. I told your uncle all I wanted was the car, and he said to me, why don't you just put down the gun and go home? And then he realized, oh, Uncle Ben was just trying to help me. And then he sees the partner, the guy who they thought originally would killed him. And the gun was in his hand. And while he was distracted, he, no. he accidentally pulled the trigger. And that's how he died. And he wishes he could take it back. I didn't want to be this. I didn't choose to be this. The only thing I have left is my daughter. And Peter forgives the Sandman. And he just withers away. Is he dead? Sandman? Yeah. No. He's just getting away. Oh, okay. Just getting away. He's not dead. Harry, on the other hand. Oh, Harry's definitely dead. Harry's definitely dead. Yeah. And he knows he's going to die. So he's like, you know what, Pete? It's cool. They have their own little reconciliation right before he passes. Yeah. And this is where we get the crying Peter meme. So the next day, they're at Harry's funeral. Gwen and Captain Stacy, also at the funeral. Bernard's also there. The choices we make in life, and we always have to do what's right. And so Peter goes to the jazz club and does what's right. He takes Mary Jane's hand, and they console each other. And that's the end of the movie. So, what can we say, except I'm looking at the name of Harry Osborne's character, New Goblin. They couldn't even call him the Hobgoblin in this movie. They had the Hobgoblin mask, but he never used it. Oh, okay. I guess they figured, uh, we're not even going to bother for another Power Rangers-esque mask. No, we pretty much talked about everything, except, uh, of course, the... uh, appearance of uh, Cliff Robertson as Ben Parker. This was actually his final film role before he died in 2011. We also see an appearance from Joe Manganiello as Flash Thompson from his earlier movie. Oh, okay. I didn't notice Flash in this movie. It was a oh, okay. cameo. Okay, so it was literally a blink on your missing cameo from yep. Flash. And Dean Edwards from SNL, he would well, he, I don't know if he would have left SNL by this. He was time, probably but... long gone from SNL at this time. Yeah, he was the guy. He was a guy who read one of the uh, Eddie Brock Daily Bugles. Oh, that's right. So, what do we have to say about Spider-Man Three? Hmm. Well, Spider-Man Three basically brought out the worst in everybody. It did. Yeah, and not just in terms of the storyline. I mean, I just wanted to know. Where everything was headed. That's all I wanted to know. But it seems like everything was just sort of forced and mishmashed into everything. And they're trying to get as much sequel mileage as possible. And yeah, it just didn't really flow as well as the other two. And also, the music for this movie was completely different. Because Danny Elfman, who did the music on the first two movies, didn't return for the third installment because of 
difficulties with Sam Raimi on Spider-Man 2 because he said, quote, the experience on Spider-Man 2 was a miserable experience. Christopher Young was the person that did the score in Spider-Man 3. And you can definitely tell the music is very different in this. Oh, yeah. But there is some good news because Danny Elfman's returning to work with Sam Raimi in the score for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, And you can only imagine that that is what is meant to be because Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Danny Elfman, king of mad soundtracks. And again, Danny Elfman, just a hell of a career. The Simpsons, come on now. So this movie did make... $336 million at the box office. but It was the top grossing film of 2007. Yeah, but when you consider Spider-Man 2 made $373 million domestically, and the original Spider-Man made over $400 million diminishing returns. Just a bit. Yeah. And the thing of it is, this was a really long movie. Oh, yeah. This is probably the longest recap we had to do of yeah, all these movies. It was a long movie. This is a long recap. And they actually had to go and reshoot a bunch of scenes because there wasn't any action in them. Yeah, I can see why. Go figure, huh? Okay. So now let's go into the part that I always love to talk about, the DVDs. Now, Spider-Man 3 came out on a whole variety of formats. It came out on DVD in three different versions. A single-disc version, a two-disc version, and a three-disc version. I bought the two-disc version and watched it shortly before going to record. Okay, so on disc one, which is just the single-disc version also, you get filmmaker and cast commentaries, whoopers, Snow Patrol music video and photo galleries. On disc two, which is the two disc on the two disc version and the three disc version, you get Grains of Sand building Sandman, reimagining the Goblin, covered in black, creating Venom, on location in New York and Cleveland, because the film shot in New York and Cleveland, inside the editing room and Science of Sound. Three stunts, featurettes, and more. And then on the three-disc version, you get an exclusive bonus DVD. On the set of Spider-Man 3, the Spider-Man 3 Spin Your Own Webisode Contest sponsored by Target. Okay, so the three-disc version I have, this was a Target exclusive initially. I got this on Amazon a while back. It has the five winning webisodes from that contest. And an extra with the winners at the awards ceremony held at the Los Angeles Film Festival. And uh, something about these DVDs, they just, they didn't sell as well as the other two. Probably because, A, movie was so long and a bit disappointing. And B, it's 2007, what's now in vogue? Blu-ray. Yes. So, and you know what Sony did? They packaged DVD screeners of Spider-Man 3 with, what was the new hotness in 2007? The PlayStation 3. The first video game console that runs off of Blu-rays. Because Because that is Sony's proprietary property. They can do this. Yes. In fact, when I got my first PS3, which is the 
big fat PS3 in 2000. I still have my big fat PS3. Oh, good for you. Mine broke like three years ago. I haven't plugged it in in a fair age, but oh, I still have it. Oh, that explains it. That explains it. Lucky. I had to get the super slim model as a replacement. Not as good, but at least I can like... You can still play PS3 titles. Yeah. I guess that's true. I have a PS4. If I didn't have a PS3, I'd have a bunch of useless games. All the bonus features on the original Spider-Man 3 Blu-ray from 2007, all ported from the DVD, no problem. You had also the Spider-Man trilogy set, which was basically the Spider-Man 3 Blu-ray and Spider-Man 1 and 2 included, but bare bones versions of Spider-Man 1 and 2 on Blu-ray because Spider-Man 1 and 2 didn't get like spectacular Blu-ray special editions until Sony re-released them in 2012 in conjunction with the promotion of the next movie we'll talk about in the next episode. But also, in 2017, to promote the release of Spider-Man Homecoming, Sony released on Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Limited edition collection. Look at that. Yep. yep. That looks pretty slick. Yes. And on this, it has a bunch of uh, unused cuts from Christopher Young. And they cut the movie by two minutes. Yeah. I mean, it, two minutes in a 140-minute epic. That's like... The editor's cut, all-new alternate version of the blockbuster hit, supervised by Academy Award-winning editor Bob Borowski. And that is on the bonus disc of extras, which is disc four right here. It has bonus disc includes Spider-Man 3 director's cut. Now, on the 2007 release, there were exclusive retail bonus discs also. There's this also this Spider-Man 3 bonus DVD. I'm not sure what Chico can see it right here. I can totally see it. I'm guessing this was a retail somewhere, maybe Walmart or something. I'm not sure. I got this on eBay, too. It's 30 minutes of behind-the-scenes content from Spider-Man 3. They interview a bunch of people on here, like Bruce Campbell's interviewed on this, Bryce Dallas Howard, Tobey Maguire, Thomas Hayden Church, Topher Grace, Rosemary Harris. So that's fun. And also, if you got the Spider-Man 2.1 DVD, which was basically came out as promotion for Spider-Man 3 when it's released theatrically, you got this. The Villains of Spider-Man 3, which is, if you can see right here, the black suit right here yeah, going into Spider-Man's suit. It's a 13-minute stupid featurette on the Villains of Spider-Man 3, taking up a whole disc. They could have put that on another disc and packaged it with the set. Yeah. Do you want me to read the back of this DVD? Read the back of the DVD. The all-new exclusive featurette takes you behind the scenes to get up close and personal with the villains of Spider-Man 3 and the people who brought them to life. The secrets are creating the ferociously cunning Venom, the Hulk with a troubled heart Sandman, and the new Goblin, the high-flying terror on his sky stick, and all revealed. Sam Raimi, Avi Arad, Kevin Feige, Tobey Maguire, Topher Grace, James Franco, and Thomas Hayden Church join the artists, designers, special effects wizards, and gadget gurus who brought the villains from the comic book pages to the screen to give you a fascinating peek at the creation of legends. From costume to character development, this fascinating featurette reveals the world of Spider-Man like never before. That is terrific. 
That is indeed <sighs> terrific. Oh, something I just found out, like literally a half hour before we started taping this episode. Apparently, before the release of Spider-Man 3 theatrically, there was actually a promotional Blu-ray at Best Buy. Really? Yes. Do tell. I'm looking at it right now. It is on eBay. You can actually buy it for $13.95. The seller has like eight copies of it. It is a disc filled with extras. It's extras only. I'm guessing it's a promotional Blu-ray from Best Buy. It has not for resale on it. So I'm guessing you got this with your Blu-ray player at Best Buy. Yeah. It says, get a glimpse behind the world of Spider-Man 3 only in theaters on May 4th. You get three previews, a sneak peek at the making of Spider-Man 3, experience Blu-ray disc preview, and a preview coming soon to Blu-ray, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. If you are anything like the average person, you got rid of all of your uh, physical media players a couple of years ago, and you have a subscription to Stars, the entire movie, all 140 minutes of it, is available on demand. It is yet to uh, pop up on Disney+. Plus. I'm guessing all those are going to pop up at the start of next year. I'm guessing so, too. If you're listening in 2022, you can watch them on Disney Plus now. But when I watched this movie back, when I watched this movie back, I couldn't help but feel like it was open-ended. Like, there was supposed to be more story than the overbloated story that we actually got. Like, there was supposed to be, like, a follow-up on this. And sure enough, there was supposed to be a fourth Raimi Spider-Man movie. But it languished in development hell for God knows how long before somebody said, you know what, accent. Raimi even stated only the fourth film was in development because there was actually supposed to be a fourth and a fifth film as well as a Venom spinoff. But only the fourth film was in development, and the fifth and sixth would be continuations of each other. They were still trying to figure things out. James Vanderbilt, they wanted to get him on to write the story, but Sony was in contact with David Kep, who wrote the original Spider-Man. It was rewritten by David Lindsay Abair in 2008, then rewritten again by Gary Ross, who adapted the Hunger Games trilogy. And I believe another one whose second movie was better than the other ones. I believe Gary Ross directed Tobey Maguire in Pleasantville and Seabiscuit. And one of the ideas that Raimi had, and one of the ideas that Sam Raimi had, was exploring how Dr. Kurt Connors became the lizard. And they do tease it with Dylan Baker in the third movie. Because there is, like, some get-up with a lizard behind him when he's calling yep. Peter, I believe. And we went over this in the last episode. You can listen to it again. And it wouldn't just be Lizard. They would also have John Malkovich as Vulture and Anne Hathaway as Felicia Hardy. But not as Black Cat. What? Now, Anne Hathaway said that she would have been a new metahuman called the Vulturess. But Raby stated, no, she was going to be Black Cat. Well, she did play a cat on screen eventually. A cat on a screen in a superhero movie. She totally did. Hmm? 
Oh, I just realized she played a cat on screen in a superhero movie that just so happened to star Tom Hardy. Boone! <laughs> Hello! So- <laughs> okay, so in January 2010, Sam Raimi announces he's left Spider-Man 4. He's done with it. He's out. And so Sony Pictures says, okay, Spider-Man 4 is not happening. We were still planning it. They promised it in 2011. We can't deliver it in 2011. Yeah, in fact, we just passed what would have been the 10th anniversary of its release. I'm so sad we didn't get it. Yeah, but Sam Raimi looked at all of the rights and the rewrites and the script doctors, and he just did not like what he saw at all. Like, did not. So they went into another direction, which we will go over in the next episode. Yes, because in our next episode, something amazing happened. Amazing, you say? Amazing. Hmm. Well, in the meantime, Chico, I'm going to read my stash of Garfield comics I have on my bookshelf. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hey, did I tell you that I'm a big fan of Emma Stone? Oh, really? Do you love Emma Stone as much as I love Wings? Well, oh, boy. Well, on that disappointment, and hey, be looking out for the next one as we continue here on Place to Be Nation as Greg and I continue to dive headfirst into the Spidey movie-verse. Look out!